Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Thank you for joining me today on the Sisterhood and Company podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins, and I hope you will enjoy your time with me. I know time is one of our most valuable assets, so I do not take for granted the moments that we spend here together. Last episode, we introduced a sisterhood quote we use quite regularly around here, reach up, reach out, and reach back. For a moment, I want to take us back in time to summer of 2013. The last episode, I told you how hard that year had been personally for me. I was invited to Florida to learn the basics on how to start my own sisterhood ministry at Life Church. Carrie Weems at Celebration Church, a massively large church, had extended a personal invite to me, and I had jumped at the opportunity. I knew I needed all the help I could get. At this training event, I picked up this phrase, reach up, reach out, reach back, and it soon became my phrase. And everything we do at Sisterhood is geared toward this so that we can empower women of all ages and all stages of life to live lives of wholeness, not fragmented small lives, but big lives for the glory of God. And that is much easier said than done, especially if life has taken you down a few notches. I'm sure many of you out there know what I'm talking about. But all of this reaching requires one thing in common. You have to get outside of yourself. S-E-L-F. You have to get outside yourself. It is impossible to reach anywhere when we're stuck just looking at ourselves all the time. Society and culture talks almost entirely of self. Self Self-care, self-talk, self, self, self. I think much of this focus on self has created many, and I want to say here, definitely not all, but many mental health issues that we see around us. There are blogs, there are books, there are podcasts, therapists that are all designed to keep you focused on one thing, which is yourself. Did you know that Christianity is the only religion or belief system in the world that is entirely others-centered? It's true. Most other beliefs focus entirely on self, but Christianity does not. Jesus does not. Bill Johnson often says, we weren't created to navel gaze. If you could see me right now, you would see that I'm looking down at my stomach to the area where my navel is and just staring. When we all turn our focus on ourselves, it keeps us in unhealthy cycles of me. Then we camp out as victims in our circumstances And we cannot own our own stuff if we do this indefinitely. We just continue to go around and around and around the same mountain over and over in these unhealthy cycles. Everything we see in the Word of God says exactly the opposite. Are you under your circumstances? Well, you shouldn't be. You weren't created to be under your circumstances, so get out from underneath there. We're not under our circumstances or anything else. He created us to reign in this life and this world that He decided to put us in. But it is hard, and we can't do it alone. We need each other to encourage, to cheer, 
and to champion one another along the way. That's where reach up and reach out and reach back comes in. By reaching up, we are looking first to the Lord. It's saying, you are first, God. I look to you first. I stop whatever I'm doing and put priority on him first. Here is the real barn burner. You are not enough, not even close, never will be. And that may be some news to all of us. I know many of us have been into Hobby Lobby and walked up and down the aisles, and we've seen all the signboards that say, I am enough on them. We've all seen them. We may even have them hanging in our houses, but I'm here to tell you some truth today that you're not enough, and neither am I. But Jesus is enough. I am not, but he is. You and I cannot be fulfilled believing that we actually are fulfilling within ourselves. There are no magic beans. I am not enough. But in 2 Corinthians, um, we see the Apostle Paul talking from um, prison, basically. He's encouraging the people of Corinth all the people who believe in the Lord, all the new Christians, everybody who's named the name of Jesus. And he says this to them in chapter 12, verse 9. He says, each time he said, and that he is capitalized, meaning Jesus, each time Jesus said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. When I am weak, his strength is made perfect in me. And it's the same for you. When you feel your weakest, there he is, perfecting you with his strength. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty great trade-in, per se. The reach-up that I'm talking about is actually two-parted. So you have the God part. We reach up to him first, of course. He is priority. There's a second piece of this, though, that I think you'll like. It involves finding a real, living, breathing person to reach up to. As a young mom, I lost my mother-in-law quite suddenly. Um, I think that I was probably 29 years old, and she was the age I am now. She was 56. And in one moment, she was dancing with my father-in-law on the dance floor at a wedding at the Waynesville Country Club, and the next moment, she was gone. She had stepped into heavenly places. She had a massive brain aneurysm, and she was there one moment, and she was gone the next. She was the Naomi to my Ruth. Our relationship had happened throughout the years quite organically. I didn't have to go searching for her. She was just there. It was just it just kind of happened naturally. Um, I had known my husband Tim since the fifth grade. We lived in a small town, and so all of our friends, all of our family, everyone knew one another. Her name was Linda with a Y, and there she was. She was always ready and willing to help me and to lead me along as a young Christian. And when she died, I felt lost. I wasn't sure what it all meant for me then. Since that time, I've had glimpses of maybe what God was doing in me, through me, around me. But at that time, I didn't know how to understand what all of that meant for me. I just knew that my Naomi was gone. 
That's all that I knew. I knew I had the Lord. I knew I had my husband and my family, but I was missing my reach up. So I went searching. This time, it took intentional action on my part. Many of you listening today may want a reach up. You may want someone that you can look to, that you can um, even draft off of their life. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can't just sit in your house and scroll on your phone and hope that will happen. You have to be intentional. You have to get up and take an action on your part. I had to find someone, and then I had to ask someone for help. Now, that is humbling. It is humbling to say, I don't have any of the answers, and I need help along the way. So I needed to find someone to help me. And that person for me was a lady named Shirley Harvey. She was my pastor's wife. She was so different than Linda. There could not be two more different people. But they both loved the Lord with all of their heart, and they both desired to help me. She even required me to step up into leadership ways that I had never known before. I had no idea what I was capable of, but she did. She knew, and she began to call me higher. Now, it didn't happen organically this time. She had some homework and some memory work for me. She taught me how to become an intercessor. Then one day, I remember after a time of prayer together, I shared with her something I felt like God was saying to me. After that, she told me that God was using me prophetically, and I wasn't sure exactly what that meant, but she explained that that meant that he had given me the ability to hear what he was saying about certain things prior to them actually happening. So as I began to, um, I guess, exercise that prophetic muscle, I began to hear God more and more and more clearly. It was just awesome to see some of that happen. And I learned so much under her guidance, under her ministry, um, about actually being in ministry, and just about the kingdom, the operation of the kingdom, that that doesn't just happen, that we as Christians have to come into partnership with God and his word, and we have to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and we have to bring the kingdom of God to the earth. That's what we've been created. That's what we've been tasked with. So this reach-up area is where we truly learn in a humble way that we absolutely cannot do it alone. Anytime I think about this topic, I always think of the story I alluded to earlier about Ruth and Naomi. If you know this story, it is a story of a young woman who met and married her husband. Uh, The husband and his family was in her homeland of Moab, but they had come from Bethlehem. They had come from Israel, and they were there because there had been a famine in their land, which was unusual, but they were there in Moab, and the sons found wives there. So Ruth was one of the wives that this young man had chosen. Along the way, he, his brother, and his father all died, leaving Ruth, Naomi, and the other sister-in-law, Orpah, there alone. So they heard in a roundabout way that there was food again in their home country and they could go back to God's people. They could go back and live with the Israelites. So they headed back that direction. And it was a very interesting, if you've never read the story of Ruth, I'm going to give you the homework at the end, but that is your homework to read the book of Ruth. It's kind of short, but it's a beautiful story. And 
I think all of us need a Naomi in our lives at times. And it is beautiful how Naomi, um, in her God-led way, was able to direct and guide Ruth as to what to do next and then what to do next and how to step into places of obedience that would then lead to favor and blessing for all of them. It, it really created favor for both of them in this unusual situation they found themselves in. So it's good for us. It's good for us. We need a Naomi in our lives. It helps us to be better. It helps us to come up to a higher place, to walk at a higher level. And all all of us want that. That's why you're here today. You want to you want to know more. You want to know how do I level up my life? How do I level up my walk with God? That's why you're here. Deep down inside, we all know that we are not enough in and of ourselves. We never will be. There's a vacuum that can only be filled by Jesus and his kingdom. So today, as we end today's episode, I want to be a little bit of a reach up for you. I'm going to give you that homework this week of reading the book of Ruth. It's pretty short. It's not a long book in the Bible. Um, You can pretty much sit down and read through it in like a morning or maybe during your morning devotion time. It's a great story. It has a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, And I want you to see the story of love and devotion, um, faith and trust that's kind of spelled out there in the pages of Ruth. One of my favorite verses that, uh, and I know I say that a lot, I think I said that the last episode as well, but it's found in Ruth 1.16. The first year I was married to my husband, Tim, I um, contacted a jewelry, a a jeweler in Texas named um, James Avery, and I had him engrave this in Hebrew on a ring for my mother-in-law, Linda, for our first Mother's Day as truly being her daughter-in-law. And it is from Ruth 116, and it reads, Don't ask me to leave you or to turn back. Where you go, I will go. Where you live, I will live. And your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. When I read those words, it sunk deep within my heart, and I knew that I had found my people. I knew I had found my tribe. And it all began through this reach-up relationship with this woman named Linda. Isn't that beautiful? I love it so much. And I know that each one of you out there, you may be in a place where you're like, you know, I'm too old to have a reach up. You're really not. There can be people, there are still people today that I glean from that are many, many years younger than me. They're wise though. They're anointed. They have the favor of God on their lives. They um, are truly um, leaders in, in huge ways in the kingdom of God. And so I draft off of them. So it doesn't matter what age you are. I know that Titus 2.24 talks about, you know, let the older women teach the younger women how to love their husbands and love their children and how to be keepers of home. I know that the Word of God says that, but you do not necessarily just have to be older women. You can just have a heart to want to be a person that pours into other people. And I would say as long as you yourself are humbling yourself and allowing someone to pour into you and to um, to really reach out into you in that mentoring way, then I think that is really all the eligibility you need uh, for being able then to reach out to others in that way. And we're going to talk about that in upcoming episodes. So I want to pray for you, though, today as we end our time together. Father, I thank you for your goodness, for your love in each one of our lives. I thank you for each of the women listening today. Help them, God, to see where and who to reach up to. 
lead them and guide them each and every step of the way. Father, we ask forgiveness where we have made it all about self. We ask you to help turn our hearts outside ourselves towards others. We love you and we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want you to uh, ask yourself, have you been navel-gazing lately? Have you been kind of stuck just thinking about yourself and thinking about, um, you know, woe is me or your own circumstances and you just can't seem to find a way out? I want to encourage you to look up, reach up first to God and then find a reach up person. Thank you for joining me today on Sisterhood and Company. I'll be praying for each of you this week and I hope to see you back for episode three where we talk about our reach out. Until then, go make your life awesome.